from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. I'd like to give a warm Coach's Edge welcome, a welcome back to Coach Craig Martin. Bowling, boy, boiling, I was just in Bowling Green, so I missed mistaken it. Boiling Springs High School, right? Other side of the state from where we were last time right. that you were on the Coach's Edge podcast in Myrtle Beach. And we're excited to, you know, open the hood, so to speak, to our listeners on what it's like even with all of your high school coaching experience, some of the things you picked up over the years on when it comes to taking over a new basketball program, new location, new facility, new people, new players, all the things that come along with being in a new position and some of the things that it takes to do that at a high level. And, and I ask you, and it's, as you mentioned before, it's perfect timing because we're not asking you what you're going to do before you've done it. You've begun right. that process of doing it. Right. We're towards the end of basketball season at this point. So you're not a full year at Boiling Springs, but, you know, about seven months or so since you've been there. So give our listeners a little bit back of background. You were at Myrtle Beach, had a ton of success around when I moved to Myrtle Beach. You made a run all the way to the state finals. You won you won the lower state. Right. Um, Coach there for a long time. Uh, Give us a little bit of that background and then catch us up on where you're at now. Yeah, well, before we do that, I just want to say thanks for having me again. I've always appreciated what you do and and, and how you try to really work and grow uh, grow the game, not only for players, but for coaches. And uh, that's something to be said. And I, I really do appreciate everything you do and, and what you're about. It's always been a little bit more than the basketball with you, and I understand that. And that's, that's I tell you, I, I really appreciate it. But um, as far as my back, I was at Myrtle Beach for 13 years. Um, and, and we had a, uh, I loved it. Uh, I loved the opportunity to coach those kids that I had. Uh, we've got great relationships with them. Uh, we, we had a decent amount of success. We played in, uh, probably the toughest region in 4A. Uh, and now, you know, moving to Boiling Springs, we're playing the toughest region in 5A. So, um, there's some kiss consistency there that obviously we've never shied away from competition, uh, at Myrtle Beach or at Boiling Springs. So, um, it's been, we had a lot of fun. I, I learned a ton uh, at Myrtle Beach about me, uh, about kids, uh, about what's important, uh, about how to get a program going. Um, and now I think a lot of the experience I've had there, we're, we're, we're bringing it to Boiling Springs and, and you know, it's starting to pay off. Would you think of taking over a new program? Right. So you, you get you get this job, you're getting ready, you're moving your family, new job, new program, new players, new people. What's one of the first things that comes to mind? Well, the first thing is a first year coach. Um, you know, the kids are going to test you. Uh, and I was waiting for that. I was kind of waiting to see, you know, how are they going to push you? How are they going to see what you're about? And. Uh, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I'm older now uh, compared to, you know, the first time through. But when I came here, they were just very, uh, they met me with open arms. They did everything I asked them to do. Um, that's always a concern with the first year coaches. How are the kids going to respond to your 
philosophy, your coaching, how you deal with kids, how you practice them, how you work them, your expectations, um, you know, where they're going to be, the schedule. And they really responded well. So that part of it was was incredible. I mean, I can't tell you, uh, we have a special, special group of individuals uh, at Boiling Springs, um, the, the kids, the community, uh, the family members uh, of these children have done everything right for me. And, and it's made my job a whole lot easier. I can focus more on on basketball instead of the outside issues that you, that a lot of people have to fight. But, you know, the thing is, is, is just getting these kids accustomed to our normal our, our program when I say our program I'm talking about the kids you know the kids that I've coached the kids at at Myrtle Beach and Boiling Springs that they're, they're I don't separate those two they're a part of the program and they're, they're really starting to understand that that the guys that came before them even though I wasn't at Boiling Springs the guys that came before them in the program are the guys that live on the east coast you know there's guys mm-hmm. that are in Myrtle Beach those kids that were, were tough as nails hard-nosed got after you a bunch of, you know, oddly enough, a bunch of dogs. And now we're kind of bringing that here. And they, I had a huge, huge compliment, which happened uh, a few games ago. We had uh, Coach Walsh, Steve Walsh came to our game and, and did the clock for us. Well, he didn't do the clock, but he did the, the PA stuff. We needed him to do it. And he was with me for 13 years since I've been there. And he turned to one of the uh, one of the other people at the table and said, it, it looks like a, a Myrtle Beach team. And to me, that means a lot because we were tough. I mean, I'm not saying we were great. I'm not saying, you know, we were the elite. But what I'm saying is every time you got in a game with one of our teams, it was going to be a fight. I mean, it was going to be rough. It was going to be fast, physical, aggressive. We were going to get after you. And for to have a guy – coming into the gym and watch the, these new guys play like that was probably the biggest compliment I got all year. Um, so it, it meant a lot to me, but more importantly, it says a lot, it's a testament to our kids that they're playing as hard as they possibly can. They're getting after it. it's a totally different style of basketball that they're accustomed to. Uh, the demands are quite a bit different uh, as far as practice schedule and but the, these kids have really responded well, and it's been it's been nothing but positive. That's awesome to hear. And you know, you you play an intense style of play, as I like to say. Uh, some people turn it on, some people are on. You're yeah. one of those people. You are on, right? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you don't have to uh, get ready if you stay ready. I mean, that's kind of the type of person and, and personality that you have, and it says a lot about the program that you've had people from the east side of the state, from the coast, go all the way to Boiling Springs to you know, go to practice, see some of the pictures on Twitter of the support system, right. which is, uh, you know, tremendous. It shows some of the impact that you've had over past years that those players still want to support uh, you and, and the current kids that you have. With the amount of people that are brand new because you're in a new position, right. if you could only share a couple, like to a new coach, given some advice, who are some of the essential people when you go to a new program, you want to make sure, hey, we need a contact these people, and maybe that's community sports, players, whatever you like, make sure that we're on the same page, right? Because we're about to, to turn off here. Well, it, it was it was pretty cool. When I came here, um, I was basically told, you, you can do whatever you want to do, uh, and we're going to provide you with all the resources necessary for you to have the success. They weren't going to, you know, 
I'm not going to be able to blame them. What I mean by that, uh, facilities, uh, the camps that we need to go to, uh, food, whatever we needed, I was told, you're going to have. And it wasn't going to be their fault that we don't have success. So we have all the great resources. Now, to answer your question, um, probably the most, you got to have good people. You got to have good people around you. And one of the first guys that that I connected with was now my assistant, uh, Zach Baldinelli, who actually went to Boiling Springs, um, graduated from Limestone this year. And he is absolutely phenomenal. He, he's, he is, I mean, he knows everybody in Bowling Springs, knows everybody in this area. Everybody knows him. He is kind of the guy that I go to. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know that I'm the coach. They all know Zach, you know, is over here, which is perfect for me because I don't, I would rather just go in the gym, practice, get after it, deal, you know, work with the kids and not have to deal with, <laughs> you know, the, some of the outside noise, but, you know, having a, a, a person like that, a person that's directly tied to or connected to uh, the community, you know, it could be, uh, it, it could be a board member. It could be um, uh, an old player. It, it could be a, a trainer. Um, but for me, it was finding some way that I could trust that I could put on my staff that's familiar with the community um, they can kind of show me, you know, what's this person about? Uh, what camp is good in this area? What schools to play? What schools to avoid? What camps to play? Uh, playing? What, what, what other places to avoid? Because all this stuff is new. I mean, I know who's in our region and I know what they're all about. I mean, everybody does. But what about the non-conference games? What about the, the tournaments? You know, who do I want to tie ourselves to? Um, but for me, it was finding uh, an assistant coach, a good head assistant coach uh, that I can trust, that has high energy, um, that has those ties to the community. Mm-hmm. And having him has made my job extremely, extremely easy. Um, he, he's great. He's phenomenal. Now, taking a step further, <laughs> they didn't have a, a youth program. They had mm-hmm. no uh, youth program outside of now they did have uh, a church program and and uh, coach Danny Thompson was ahead of that and has done it from years for years and years and years and years but nothing was really directly tied to the school he did a great job with the community kids uh, and they go from you know the youngest age all the way up through now I think he's going all the way up to eighth grade but we kind of took over uh, the fifth and sixth so we we've organized our own youth league um, where we have primarily fifth and sixth grade uh, players. I think we have about, it's over 100 uh, total kids that are involved now for the first year, which is great. Um, so we created that. Um, that to me is probably going to pay the most dividends uh, out of anything else because there's only so much you can do with the kids that are in-house right now. Um, we've got to develop skill. We've got to develop that, that ability, you know, if you... If, you can play as hard as you want, but if you can't pass, dribble, catch, and shoot, you're going to be in trouble, okay? So we're really, really focusing on that 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 youth, that 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 fifth and sixth grade uh, age right now. Now, getting back to your uh, question about who to connect with, 
middle school coaches. I mean, middle school coaches are essential. Um, those are guys, those are the front line. Those are the guys that see kids coming through. Um, we, and we have some really, really good middle school, co- middle school uh, coaches uh, at our two middle schools that are doing a uh, phenomenal job. Um, when I first came down, uh, Coach Wilkie, which is at Rainbow Lake, uh, he does stuff in the summer, does a lot of individual stuff. And I walked into the gym and the first thing I saw is these kids, you know, around the gym and they're doing two ball uh, dribbling. They're doing, you know, shuffling stuff, passing, just skill work. And to me, that's, I mean, that's as valuable as it can get when you got a guy taking out time of his summer coming in and, and, and doing that skill work. And then we got, uh, I got another coach at, at Bowling Springs Middle that I think he watches as much as our film as I do. And he's doing everything that we're asking him to do. He's running the offense. He's running the defense. He's he's using the same terminology. So having having coaches at the lower levels like that is is extremely important. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, when I when I'm walking in and and you don't have a a youth program that's directly tied to the high school, that was a a huge task to take on. Um, so we connected again, talking about the, the league, we kind of connected with the um, is D2, district to our, our rec department and they do uh, the football and baseball. They had football and baseball, but they didn't have basketball. So we kind of tied in with them and, and we're able to use them to uh, again, try and get those kids in the gym that were supposed to be in the gym. So you know, finding a good uh, assistant, finding someone that's tied to uh, the community, having good uh, middle school coaches, uh, again, are, it's extremely important. Um, trying to tie into your rec department in any way that you can. Uh, doing those three things right off the bat were, were extremely important. And then just getting the respect of the kids in the community, um, showing them that, you know, this is how it's going to be. Uh, when, when we first, when I first came here, and this is, sounds odd, but you know, we are kind of in transition from, you know, moving. We're trying to sell our house. We still have a house in uh, Myrtle Beach. We hadn't found a house here. It was during that period of time where, you know, a house would go up and it's selling 10 minutes. Um, I mean, I, I had a blow-up mattress and I was sleeping in the locker room. And, you know, kids would laugh and they'd walk in here and I'm in the locker room on my mattress and my blanket and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sleeping in there during June. Uh, and they they initially thought it was crazy. And parents would ask, you know, where are you staying? Uh, sleeping in the locker room. And they look at you like, this guy's this guy's out of his mind. Hey, it's it's free. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to convince my wife into moving here. <laughs> I mean, you got water. go down to the cafeteria, get some, get some food, got the showers. You you know, you get you get the blow up bat. You got you know. Yeah. You know, the together. internet, everything. Yeah. I, I didn't have any problem with it. My son, my youngest son came up here and <laughs> stayed with me. <laughs> we had two blow up beds and, and anytime he wanted to go shoot, you just walked into the gym. You know, it could be one in the morning, 12 at night, get some shots up, come back to bed. But yeah, it sounds like a drink. It sounds like a drink. It, oh, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot. of. We had a good, good time. But when the, when the kids saw the level of commitment that's coming from, uh, me and my family, mm-hmm. um, I shocked them, but now they understand it's just normal now. Now, the other thing, and I don't want to leave this out as far as starting a program, 
social media. Uh, yeah, good point. My wife does a fun, when I say it, it's a family operation, it 100% is. Um, my wife does all things social media. Um, every platform we, we have, you know, we're on basically everything. And she does a great job of promoting the the team, the kids, uh, birthdays, just 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 all kinds of stuff. Our old guys um, that that played at Myrtle Beach, any success that they have, or their birthdays. Um, but we're always promoting. We're always promoting our kids. Always promoting the program. Uh, and that nowadays is probably as important, if not more important, uh, than probably some of the other stuff that we talked about. Uh, because where do people go? I mean, yeah. people go to social media. It's right on their phone. Mm-hmm. The more they see you, the more that it's going to pique their interest. They're going to come and watch a game. They're going to come and check you out. Um, you know, growing the the youth league, a lot of it was from social media. Mm-hmm. And um, but that that right there, social media aspect or part is uh, it's it, it. You, I don't know if you can run a program without social media now. Right. Um, because you almost have to become, and, and we get, we have a local guy that does a phenomenal job uh, of covering us, but you gotta, you gotta be your hype man. You, you, you gotta be that one that's, that, yeah. that's always selling, selling, selling. And if you don't, you know, kids are going to go other places, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're not covering it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, there's so much that has changed over the years and it's, it's, you know, 10, 15, 30 years ago, whatever it was, it's, right. it seemed inappropriate to right. say, Hey, look at all the cool stuff we right. have going on. It's completely shifted now. Right. It's look oh, at all God. the cool stuff we're doing. This is awesome. Right. Look, look at, look at how well some of our players play. Look at our youth program, right. Give okay. a shout out to our support staff and our parents and check out, you know, how our, you know, seventh and eighth grade, our you know players have done and, and the b team and all these different things and look at you know and it's it's 100 because that's where their eyes are at yep. so i'm really glad that you mentioned that and you to our coaches that are listening you know mostly hey we you know i got a new new team and you think about coaching that team but listen to what coach martin just talked about okay bullseye and the assistant coach baldinelli right did i pronounce that correctly yep. maybe yep. maybe that's not right. okay um assistant coach and in a community. So that's two for one, right? right. You got somebody oh, no. in the community and a great assistant coach, yep. right? You're hitting hard on the youth program. You're hitting hard at the middle school level. I love that you mentioned the terminology piece, right? And then yep. you're, so you're, you're, you're touching base at all these different levels within the program. You're building it from there. And then you say, okay, that's what the inside looks like. Yeah. In order for people to see it, we got to go outside the community yep. and where people's eyes in the community well, most of the time they're on social media. And so you hit that hard as well. Um, so it's super cool. And another thing to kind of add to, to people that are thinking about transitioning or going and looking for another job, I can't explain how important it is for administration. Your AD, your principals, those people. You know, everybody always talks about when you go into the interview, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. You can't get caught up in that dream job if you know what I mean, it looks good from the outside. Everybody wants it. But when you go there, look at those people that you're going to be dealing with on a daily basis. And those people right there make the job. They can make your job great. 
they can make your job absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And the administration that we have here is, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm absolutely spoiled with uh, our AD and our, our principals and uh, assistant principals. It's just been, it has been incredible, but that mm-hmm. I can't tell you that. And the older and older I get, you get a lot of young coaches that just want that job, want that job, want that job. Not every job's a good job. I mean, you can come out of college, you can come out as an assistant, you're just being impatient and you want to jump into that job. That first thing that opens up, that could be the death of you. Um, because if you're, if you're not capable and ready, you really got to look at yourself. Am I ready to take on this, this next job? What, where are they at? What do they need? Um, it, it's a lot of work and, and time. I mean, ask a coach's wife, uh, a, a true coach's wife, you're hardly ever home. I mean, right, mm-hmm. right now. Oh, you're telling just, me. <laughs> we, yeah, we just <laughs> had that conversation last night with my wife. Uh, well, oh, uh, you need to be home a little more often. It's like, ah, oh, this is tough. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, right now we had, you know, we had our basketball class fourth block. So we had our basketball. We were in the weight room. We got in the gym, started practice, had our practice. Okay, so it, it, it just got done with that. Right now in the gym, we got our JV and freshman uh, game going on. We're working the concessions. We got our youth league going on in the in our old gym right now with two teams. Well, actually, yeah, two teams going on right now, and and they'll practice and and eventually uh, the last practice will end. You know, after eight o'clock. So now we got to go up there, lock that gym up, go home, and by the time you know, that was the other thing. I, I made sure this time that I was right next to the school. I got a five minute drive to to the mm-hmm. school. That's a good point. That that, that is yeah. something that a lot of people don't think about. Just find a job and 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 I can live here or there. Man, I'm telling you, living next to the school is it, it it's it's a huge huge advantage. But not every job is a good job, mm-hmm. and you got to really make sure that you're doing your research, you're patient, and you're prepared and ready for it. Not every job's a good job, and. You don't bite off more than you can chew. If you're not if you're right. not ready as a coach, be humble enough. Say, hey, maybe I should, you know, coach a, the B team. Maybe I should be an assistant coach. Like, start. You know, everybody wants to yep. jump from zero to one hundred, right? And we got right. let's go through one, two, three, four, five, all the way, all the way through. Those are some great pieces of advice. One thing we haven't talked about, coach, is the team. We talked <laughs> about the team, right? We talked about all all these very essential pieces that come into it. But you got these group of young men. <laughs> that you're coaching and, and you're working with. And so what I want to ask you now is you get there during the summer, right? And so from the summer through we're recording this in February, what's the process? What's the timeline of meeting the team for the first time and starting to lay out, Hey, I know you guys haven't had the most success as far as some of your past history and I'm a new coach and here's how we're going to do things. And then you start to roll that out. Yeah, well, we started when I got the job. Uh, June's the most important month for at least I've always said June's the most important month for basketball uh, because this is where you kind of set the foundation for what we're trying to do. And, and, and we've talked about in previous conversations our six um, non negotiables were teamwork, toughness, effort, execution, communication, and loyalty. Well, that's the first thing they're going to hear from me. Uh, I'm going to talk about those six things. And and those six things are, are on display every day in practice. So the first thing that we did is I told them, those are the things that we're looking at. 
and then to translate those things into practice. So now we're going to take that teamwork, toughness, effort, execution, communication, and loyalty thing, and we're going to show what it looks like in practice. And our practices are very, very, uh, uh, very physical, very aggressive. We get after it. It's very fast paced. Uh, there's not a lot, there's very little standing around. It's like one thing to the next. And again, now in nowadays kids can't stand around. I mean, when I was growing up and I, I had great coaches, but there's numerous times where you'd, you'd stand there for 10 minutes while they're explaining, you know, this is how you come off a, a, a screen. This is what you do. They give you every scenario. Well, nowadays it's gotta be boom, boom and, and keep going because if you don't, they're all over the place okay so you know when we came here that that the first thing I wanted to understand is the pace of play you know that that teamwork and that toughness and that effort those things right there were extremely extremely important we're going to play fast it's going to be very difficult it's going to be very demanding but it's all going to pay off so when we got here in June, our practices were very intense. Um, we, we've been in the weight room. I mean, like I said, when I couldn't be here early on, um, Zach had him in the weight room, had him practicing. Um, and I mean, just a phenomenal job. We're in the weight room, you know, five days a week in, in the summer or five days a week right now, even during the season. And that's not going to change. Uh, so you know, setting the tone right there that that becomes the norm. Now, everybody that comes behind them, you know, when, when somebody says, you know, right, do you guys, like I had a parent, I said this in the parent meeting, I said, if you guys ever have in your head, do they have practice today? The answer is yes. If you ever think, do, do I think they're going to have practice? It's yes. And I told them, I said, we've had practice on Christmas. We've had practice uh, Christmas Eve, we've had practice, New Year's, New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, the answer is yes. Until I say no, the answer is yes. And like I said, they've been extremely receptive. But we got them in the gym. We got them playing a certain way. The execution part, you know it's going to be extremely sloppy. But I had to get them playing very physical, very fast, very aggressive. I thought if I could get them doing those three things, uh, in the summer, we can we can make up for the execution as we move on because you know as well as I do, and you probably see it uh, more than I do. The one thing that a lot of kids don't have is the effort. They don't give the effort. They don't work hard. They want it. They they want to do all the things that Curry does and all these guys do, but they don't put in the time or effort. And if I can get my kids to give that effort right off the bat, and again, it becomes the norm. And, and there's no excuse. I mean, if you're going to play for us, you're going to either play hard or you're not going to play. It's that simple. And our kids understand that. Our kids in the past understood that. And it, it's really paid off here because these kids are. Uh, we might not be the most skilled. We might not be the most pretty, but – except for one time this year. And then I thought that was against Burns and Burns did a phenomenal job of game planning for us. I thought we came out flat. And, um, you know, one time out of however many we played, uh, we can kind of deal with that. But th these kids play so hard. They get after it. They're very physical and aggressive. And, you know, that that's huge. That's a huge. Because it's not easy to do that. Every single night in every game practice, 
play fast, play physical, play aggressive. It wears on you. And um, but these kids have done they've done an excellent job. I think that that's one of the challenges for uh, a lot of head coaches is instilling that mentality. Like for me in player development, I got it easy. I like to say because the only people I work with are the serious ones, right? The ones that are kind of like, eh, I don't know, basketball is all right. Well, they're not showing up anyway, right? The kids that I work with, they run through a wall, and if they try me out, they quickly like kind of weed themselves out, and they just don't come back, which is a win for both of us. So, it's uh, yeah, I feel like it's easy for me, but as a as a coach, and you go into a, a brand new group of guys, is it like, hey, if I if I don't see what we want, somebody else is going to come in and, and do your job asap, right? Until you understand what physical, fast, and aggressive looks like. Are there any other ways that, that you teach that? Because every coach listening is like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> but they don't necessarily have it, right? And you know, when, you, when, you, when you're in a game, right, you're playing, and you look at the person across from you, and you're just like, it's over. Like, I, I got right. it. Like, it, it's, right. it's over before right. we started, right? Because I know kind of that look in their eyes and the one in mine, and they're not the oh, same, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. uh, how, do you, how do you begin to instill that with your players? Uh, yeah, it definitely starts with the coach. If you're not tough, physical, and aggressive, I don't know. They're not going to follow you. So what you say has got to happen. And if you say one thing and your actions show another, you've lost them. So if I say, and I, I, I've said this in our program forever, you got to be willing to, to lose the win. You got to be willing to lose the win. And what I mean by that, is you might lose some very, very good players, but you're going to win everybody else. And you're going to win that effort. You're going to win that that commitment. You're going to win that loyalty. I mean, those guys that are coming back, and we've had, I mean, it's it's absolutely overwhelming to see the support from my old guys. And I and I expected it, to be honest with you. And I don't want to, I don't want to come across arrogant, but I knew their loyalty to the program and to me and my family was there. And it's always going to be there. I, I totally understand that. We've had so many of those guys come back, but why? Why? Because they've gone through what these kids are going through. They understand what a practice is like. They understand what discipline is. They understand the toll our practices can take on your body and how, you know, I guess, you know, for a, for a coach, you, you can't be afraid to be an absolute jerk. You can't be afraid to – to have people dislike you for a minute because there's times I, I mean I am I'm ruthless I, I'm tough I'm hard-nosed I can get on these kids I can I can really really hold them accountable I guess it's the best way to say it but at the same time I know how much I'm working them I know how much I'm pushing them I know how much I'm demanding from them I'm going to also let those kids be kids at times they're going to be able to screw around a little bit. They're going to be able to do some things that maybe other people don't don't understand. But you, you, those kids, if you're going to demand that they're going to work that hard for you, you also got to understand that they are kids. You also got to understand they're going to screw up. You can't. There's so many people out there that are so quick to get rid of kids because of mistakes. For example, a kid gets out. You know, kicked out of school for gets in a fight. Uh, kid um, <laughs> does something out of school that gets him in trouble. Um, 
why are we just so quick to get rid of those kids? Why are we so quick to say, oh, you screwed up, you're gone, instead of bringing that kid back and making him go through what he's going to go through. If you, I'm telling you right now, you do stuff in our program that makes the program or yourself and your family look bad, there's repercussions. I think, I, I think some of my guys would rather go to jail than come to practice. Because when they come to practice, they know they're going to be held mm-hmm. accountable. Yep. They know they're going to have to pay for it. They know uh, they're going to be, what we do is push towels. They, they know that it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. But you got to let those kids grow up. You got to let them learn. They're going to make mistakes. We can't be so quick to get rid of those kids. And when I think a lot of times when those little eyes are watching, when all, everybody's watching and see how you're going to handle the superstar compared to the, the manager. If you're treating those kids not necessarily the same, but meeting them at their level and what they need, um, that's where that loyalty part comes. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that commitment and that work. Because if I'm not the guy that just, just ditch them to the side and say, oh, you're done, you screwed up, they, they, they know you're, you're quote-unquote real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I, I was a kid, I screwed up, I made poor decisions, my coaches didn't, just, just didn't throw me to the side. Right. But at the same time, if I'm going to discipline the kid that's averaging 0.2 points per game, I sure as heck better discipline my best player the same way. And if you don't, those kids are going to see it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to dog out your scrub and sit him on the bench, you better dog out that best player and understand right. that if he doesn't do it, he's sit mm-hmm. or he'll be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that that's what's always I think a lot of people have seen with us is that that consistency part. And the other, I mean, obviously those the, our players have seen it and they they've responded well to it. Mm-hmm. Before we hit record, we talked about the the process a little bit of the before and now where we are now, where you want to be, what's it going to take to get there? How do you go about explaining and getting through that process to the kids? Well, the one good thing is we we did have some success at Myrtle Beach. Um, so they they can watch. Uh, they can watch some of the games. Um that, that we've recorded. Uh, they can see some of the crowds. They can see um, they can see some of these teams look very, very similar to them. I mean, in Myrtle Beach, it's not like we had a bunch of studs, the 6'7", 6'8", 6'9". Now we were always undersized. Uh, we were not always a skilled, but we always were uh, a tough, hard-nosed team. Uh, so when they see those guys that are similar, as far as just looks, I, I think it helps them understand that, hey, we can do that. You know, we could be that same same place that, you know, Coach Martin has been and the program's been. And, you know, showing them some of the old games where the, the gym is absolutely packed. And, you know, they, they shut everything. They, they stop letting people in an hour, an hour, 45 minutes before the game. And it's hot as hot as can be in the gym and you can't hear anything. And I mean, their eyes just get so big when, when you start talking about what would it be like if I'm standing and I did this. I've done this a few times, and it's it's God's honest truth. I bring a kid, and I said, what would it be like if I'm standing this close to you and you can't hear me? I said, those are big games. Those are fun. But what does it take to get there? 
It takes all the stuff that you're going through right now. It just doesn't happen. Those guys that are on the video that they've watched, that had the pack gyms, that, that had the success, they went through the same stuff we're going through right now. They went through the same drills. They went through the same pace. They went through the same crazy things that I'm going to say that they're, they're just going to think it's absolutely ridiculous. They've gone through it and, and, it, and it benefited them. So when they can watch those games and see those gyms, um, I think that excites them. Now, the parents need to understand, too, that we need them. We need them. When, when we say we're going to be in the gym in June, they need to be there. When we say we're going to be uh, we're going to practice over uh, Christmas break, you, you better, you know, plan your holidays around that. I'm sorry, it might sound wrong, but hey, my holidays have always been, you know, we've always worked around basketball and it takes their commitment just as much as the kids. Yeah, it's a great point because in order to get the full buy-in from the kids, yeah. the parents are the parents are the ones that are really getting them from point A to point B, especially right. when they before they can drive, right? And then all the summer stuff, all the vacations, right? Where are you going for Thanksgiving? You come back, hey, we got you know we got practice at you know eight a.m. the next day or whatever it might be. Got to make sure you're on it. And so it's I'm glad you mentioned that. Great. Um, very vital for us to continue to tie in. How do you continue to communicate with the parents kind of throughout the course of the year? Because you got the summer schedule, you got the, the fall schedule, but then you get into the games. And I know coaches have different philosophies on how much do I communicate to the parents compared to, okay, it's basketball season. I'm going to communicate to the kids. Well, I, you know, at your parent meeting, going back to, you know, when you had that initial parent meeting and my parent meeting here is, uh, was with everybody. It was with the varsity JV and freshmen, those, those groups. And again, I'm, I'm very, very direct. I don't want to leave anything for a uh, question. I just told them, I mean, this is how we do things here. You, you, you're either in or, you, or you're out. And, um, you know, I told the parents too, I said, <laughs> not to be, you know, offend anybody, but after a win, I understand everybody's excited and we won and you want to pat everybody on the back, but I don't need to hear it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but I, I know we won. We're excited. And after a loss, everybody's emotions are high and everything. Uh, I don't need to hear, you know, anything like that. Our parents are always going to say good job and, and this and that, but I'd like to have everybody understand where I'm at. It's not that I dislike them. It's not that um, they're not supportive. I just want everybody to understand that we have a job to do, all right? And going out there and playing hard and getting after it, that, that, that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. And competing, that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess as far as communicating with parents throughout the season, again, I'll tell you this, it's my wife, social mm -hmm. media. It's the emails. It's you know she does everything. She does everything for us. Social media. So she's going to have their emails. She's going to set up the concessions. She's going to have people sign up. She's going to have um, you know who's going to feed the kids. She has all that stuff organized. So honestly, who who communicates <laughs> with uh, the parents? Probably my wife. <laughs> um, and a lot of times it's assistant coaches. A lot of times your assistant coaches have to step in when. You know, it's it's a part of 
young assistant coaches starting to learn how to deal with parents. I mean, I did it a long time. All right. And I did, I watched my coach, my head coach, the guy I was working for, watch how he dealt with it, the good and the bad. And, and then you, you kind of make your adjustments and how are you going to communicate with them? But I, I mean, I'll talk to parents. If parents want to meet. I've always had the 24 hour rule. If they, especially after games, bad game, you know, you're always going to have that parent. Why did my baby not play? Why did he get yanked out of the game? And, and uh, I've always tell them at the very beginning of the year, it's a 24 hour rule. We're not going to talk directly after the game, give it 24 hours. And then we can set up a meeting. We sit and talk. And we can talk about whatever you want to talk mm -hmm. about. I'll talk about playing time. But again, it'll be very direct. I'll be very honest. If your child or player uh, can't dribble, pass, or shoot, uh, I'm going to flat out tell them, can't dribble, pass, or shoot. So I, I try to be as direct and as clear with parents from day one as I possibly can. And through the year, anytime someone wants, it's not like I'm ignoring parents. Anytime I see a parent, I'll go up to them and talk to them and I'll try. You, you always try and talk about other stuff. How's it going? How's everything else? How's this or that? Instead of always being connected to basketball, because a lot of times when you find out what people and parents are really about and what else is going on, it better helps you understand um, maybe some of the issues, uh, maybe some of the other stuff that you, you didn't necessarily know. Um, you know, why is your kid tired all the time? Why is and it, it hasn't happened at Boiling Springs, but a lot of times, you know, when I was at uh, Myrtle Beach, we had, we, we had kids that didn't have a whole lot. So maybe mm -hmm. they weren't eating. Maybe, maybe they just, you know, uh, were displaced from their home. Um, and if you don't know those things, you don't know, you can't deal with the kid and in, in the family right. in an appropriate way. So a lot of times it's just developing relationships outside of basketball. Um, so you can better understand them and they can better understand you. The time and the energy involved to do all those things cannot be underestimated. It's a no. huge time commitment. It's a huge energy commitment, which as I mentioned before, you're on, right? You got to be on. It's a, it's a huge commitment to be a varsity basketball coach on that subject. Coach walk us through a week. You know, what is a week? You know, you, you talked a little bit about today and everything crazy going on at the school with different levels of basketball going on. What does a week look like for you? Uh, Monday through Friday, we'll have our youth practices. So youth practices will start at. Um, well, tell well, us, right let me cut you off. Sorry, coach. Tell us a little bit of, you know, for our, we got listeners all over the place. How, how big is your school? Like, what are some of the numbers so people can get a grasp of, you know, how many teams and why that makes sense? Okay. We're, we, uh, this area is really a growing area. So we have about 2,500 uh, kids uh, at the school. Okay. Um, we have two feeder schools, two middle schools, or we have more than two feeder schools, but we have two middle schools. And I believe it's seven elementary schools. 2,500, nine through 12. Yes, nine through yeah, 12. Yep. We're a big, big school and it's really grown and the area is going to, it's just blowing up and it's a great place to live. So anybody that listens to this is thinking about moving <laughs> south and has a six, seven kid, come on. Um, but yeah, so that that's where we're at. Our, our, our youth, uh, program that we have, like I said, that goes six days a week, starts at five, and usually they get out uh, around eight o'clock. All right. Well, it actually starts at six, excuse me, starts at six and goes through, usually get up, gets out a little bit after eight. Um, as far as a week 
uh, of what we do. We have three teams. We have uh, freshman JV and varsity. For example, um, we've had the, the, I think the JV had three games this week, three or they actually might have four if they're playing later on this week, but they've had uh, a minimum of three. Um, our freshmen, same thing. Our varsity is going to have two. Um, you know, I'm going to go out there and, and do the concession stand and, and watch the games, do all that kind of stuff. So it's nonstop practice. Um, you know, we, we, as far as our stuff, how it goes, we'll start uh, at the varsity level on, on, you know, every day we have basketball class, we lift in and, and basketball. We will spend the majority of our time in lift and, and then we'll go for lift. Uh, right in the gym and start practice. Practice usually starts around three, usually gets done 5.30, somewhere in there. Um, then after that, a lot of times- So you're like lifting said, for, you know, 45 minutes, oh, something yeah. like that, oh, and yeah. then you know, two, two and a half hour practice. Right, right. Yep. It's gotcha. five days a week. Yep. And we got uh, our strength coaches, oh my, phenomenal. It's just incredible. We are absolutely spoiled. Um from the strength coach to, to uh, the relationship that we have with our football program, baseball programs, uh, it is it is 100% all in, and everybody's trying to get each other better. But moving forward, as far as what a day looks like, you know, first of all, um, especially during region, uh, well, all games, we watch a lot of film, all right? So as far as me, on my own, like this week, I think I'm up to seven hours of film uh, scouting. We will um, provide our kids with a, uh, a scout sheet as far as a breakdown of each player, their tendencies, and how we're going to defend those kids. Um, then we'll have um, basically the scout as far as the X's and O's of that team. We have all the X's and O's, all the sets, baseline out of bounds, sideline out of bounds, uh, against the man, against the zone. So we run through all those things. Um, on top of, you know, practicing and all that good stuff. <laughs> Obviously, you have our games Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, get after that. We always have a walkthrough before the game. And in some cases, we'll have a pretty much a, a semi-practice, uh, kind of getting kids loose uh, and getting them ready to go. When game day hits, um, we'll have a walkthrough uh, during fourth, but well, It'll be at the end of the school day. We'll have our walkthrough after we lift. Uh, we'll go into video, watch video, break video down. We'll come back into the gym, get shots up. Uh, then once we do that, the, the kids come in and change. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to the kids a little bit. We'll shoot before the game. And we have an, uh, another gym. We have the facilities here are phenomenal. But we have another gym that's right connected to the uh, our main gym. And we'll go in there and shoot and, and get through some stuff, and we'll play. Uh, after the game, as far as uh, what we do and what we talk about, you know, the next day you're going to break everything down. Um, at the beginning of the season, what we were doing a lot of was we were spending a lot of time uh, videoing our practices. And then we would go back and kind of, uh, again, with the team, in some cases with the team, but a lot of times just with the coaches and breaking down the practices. So it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time spending in film. Uh, you watching your team, breaking down other teams. Uh, and then again, then you're communicating with your freshmen and JV coaches. What are they doing? How's everything going with them? Then you're dealing with injuries. And you know, we had, we had a few 
kind of injuries that set us back on the JV, especially at the JV level. So now you're trying to fill in gaps there. And we have, I mean, my JV coach is doing uh, an absolute wonderful job. Uh, community guy, been here forever, um, has been a varsity coach. And again, doing absolutely everything, the terminology, the all the stuff we're asking to do, he's doing it. Um, so you try and give, you know, you try to be, especially at home games, you try to make, you know, every home game you're there, you're watching your team. Uh, and again, kind of tying in the parent thing, that's a good time to to mingle, to talk to the parents, who's there, whose parent is, you know, this kid, that kid, and, and try to get to meet some of the people in the community. Um, but that's, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Then we get to Saturday. Now, Saturday's a big day, so we'll have a game on Friday, obviously. And after the game, come home, go to bed. Next day, we wake up, practice at 8, and go from 8 to 8.45. Our youth league starts at 9. Our, our kids will uh, run the clock. They'll run the concession. Um, and we get out of here about um, right around – well, the kids will be done right around 12-ish, right around there. Clean up the gym. Uh, throw stuff away, find stuff. Yeah. Kids will leave the sweatshirt, balls, uh, just everything in the gym. You got to have that all taken control for people to come find it the next week. And then Sunday we have, uh, we have open gym where we allow uh, middle school, uh, high school alumni uh, to come in and, and just play. And that, that's another good opportunity to, Coach uh, Zach Baldinelli has done an incredible job of bringing back our old guys, our alumni guys, and they've been up here uh, numerous different times and, and talking with our kids, working with our kids, playing against our kids, uh, being in the open gym. So we, it's seven days a week for us, and there are long days and nights, and your, your work doesn't stop when you – you know, everybody says, well, I, I just leave it at the office. Nah, we don't leave it at the office. They go with us. So it's going to be, it's every, everything. It's everything goes with us. Mm -hmm. You know, people talk about, you know, finding balance, right? And um, I just think that it's just not true. You know, no. like th there's just, there's just different levels at different points throughout the course right. of the year. But like, no you doubt. know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, during the summertime, well, I was gone from home 64 straight days. That's not balanced. That's not balanced, right? <laughs> it's, this is the type of year where it's hitting the gas, right? And then, hey, now, now I'm home for a while. It's just different levels. But, you know, to right. our coaches listening, I'm, I'm there's so many things that you could take away from what Coach Martin just said as far as listening and saying, man, if I start doing that just a little bit more, I lock in on that. And I love how much you mentioned just touching base in the community and talking to parents and being around the gym and um, bringing in people within the community and former players, that stuff goes, goes really, really far. So, so many good things within this podcast. And the thing that stands out to me, because you haven't even been there a year coach, right? So, no. you know, everything is still unfolding. You're still in season. And I just want to give you some encouragement, right? Because here's something that I say to myself, and if you don't say it to yourself, I want you to say it to yourself because I look, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, you know, I look at my life and, and my business and the different things that I have going on. And I say, if I keep doing what I'm doing, if I stay on this track, I have no doubt in my mind, I'm going to be more successful than I'm currently at because I'm heading in the right direction. Now I may not be a straight line 
right? There's going to be some curves. There's going to be some zigzags. But if I'm asking myself every day, am I heading in the right direction? And I can check that box. I don't need to get lucky. I don't need to go viral. I'm just going to keep getting better. And I want, you know, continue to remind yourself that because that's, as you're talking, I'm like, oh man, I just, I think that's why we get along so well is I like that you get, there's no doubt you're going to be successful down the road and continue that moving forward throughout the years because of the things that you have in place and that you'll continue to do and you're going to continue to improve. So that's super exciting. Coach, closing thoughts, anything, any piece of advice you want to give to our, our listeners, anything that we failed to talk about with Boiling Springs basketball that you want to make sure you uh, show some love, shed some light on? Sure. Yeah. The, you know, the one thing I had a, uh, a coach that used to always talk about, you, know, you quote everything. I mean, everything was a John Wooden quote. And we, we talked about Wooden and, and to this day. Um, and, you know, he talked about failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And that I use that all the time. I mean, I got kids in class that say it. I got, you know, my kid, my, my former players say it. And then we talk about the definition of success, you know, a peace of mind, which is a direct result in the self-satisfaction and knowing you made the effort to become the best you're capable of becoming. I remember my, my coach saying that I'm like, what in the world is this guy talking about? He's some corny old man that's giving these quotes from another old guy, not realizing that those things are so, so relevant. Um, and they can be applied across everything. I mean, across your life, across basketball. And kind of hammering those things home with our kids today, especially when you talk about the definition of success, Wooden's definition. It's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's did I do everything I could do to be the best I'm capable of becoming? And when you talk about, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, you know, if I keep doing this, I keep moving forward, I'm going to get better. Well, we, we talk a lot about in the locker room, holding yourself accountable, being honest with yourself. All right. Taking an account. Did I do everything? Remove all excuses. Did I do everything I could do to be the best today? And when kids, and, and again, a lot of times the younger ones, it's an excuse. I was tired. I was hurt. I was, you know, I, I had a bad day. My girlfriend, this, or, or I, just all the, all that stuff's got to go. Take those things out of it. Did I do what, did I do everything I could today? And, you know, we kind of really, really push that here in the program and trying to get kids to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable, hold your teammates accountable, but look at yourself. Am I doing everything I need to be doing to get better, to, to, to be the best I'm capable of becoming? But, you know, as far as Boiling Springs goes, I can't. I mean, this is like, uh, I can't think of any better place to be uh, hmm. than here. It is the support that we're getting from administration, from the community, the support uh, that we're getting from uh, the players, from our managers from the players themselves, I mean, from the alumni. Now, granted, there's always going to be somebody out there saying, oh, they should have done this, should have done that. That's fine. I'm not too worried about that. But the, the resources that we have here, if, if and, and this is, yes, I'm recruiting right now. So if you ever come to this area and stop in Boiling Springs, and just look at the place. 
I, I mean, it's unbelievable. The facility, it, it is our gym, our facilities are better than numerous mid-major colleges. Mm-hmm. And the gym itself is just, it, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then, it looks like one of those gyms in Indiana. I mean, I don't know yeah, if you've been to Indiana, oh, I've been to some yeah. of those Indiana gyms that are just like, wait, this is a high school team. This isn't right. a division one school. Yours is, is that caliber. Right. And the scary thing is, is, is this, this area really, really takes their, their athletics uh, and basketball extremely serious. I mean, they want, this community wants uh, a winner. They want somebody that's going to push their kids. They want someone that's going to take their kids to that next level. They're just, they're just waiting for it. And you can kind of see it because every game it's like, you know, people say, oh, this, this is a big game. This is a big game. And, you know, a lot of people are coming. And the, the gym just starts getting, there's more and more and more. You see more people getting excited. And we've had some great games. I mean, you know, some of them didn't end up uh, on our side. But, you know, last second shots, it's always, it's always just a ton of excitement just because of how our kids play. And, and uh, it's a beautiful place. And, and as far as the education and, and the teachers that we have here. And again, the resources are just unmatched. It is, I'm so lucky to have an opportunity to, to coach and teach here. But on top of that, I'm lucky to have my family here mm-hmm. where my kids can grow up in a community that is really family-based, that is really concerned about the well-being of your child. Uh, and, and it feels like they want everybody to move forward and improve and get better. And whatever they have to do to help, they're there to help. So that to me is 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 big. I awesome. mean, you know, when when your family's happy, that, that's what it's all oh, yeah. about. They are. They <laughs> no are doubt about that. Extremely happy to be here. But yeah, for anybody that's uh, you know ever in town or around uh, in Zimboling Springs, man, love to have them come and check it out. And and uh, anything we can ever do for obviously you know that. For you or um, you know anybody, and to, to help further coaches in basketball, um, we are always open. Always. Mm-hmm. Here. I'll be sure to put uh, your link, Boiling Springs basketball link, Twitter link on the description of the podcast, so our listeners you can click on that link and check out everything that they have going on. Coach Happer, for you to our, our listeners. Coach has an awesome, another awesome episode on his six non-negotiables. Just takes a deep dive into every one, which is a great episode as well. Um, so I'll, I'll make sure to tag that on our Twitter when we post this episode as well. Coach, can't thank you enough. This was great time. Time flew by. This hour went by really quick. Thanks again. Thank you. Again, thanks for all that you do uh, promoting high school coaches, uh, the game of basketball itself, and just helping our kids get better in all aspects, uh, basketball and life. Um, and again, probably the life part's a little bit more than that round mm-hmm. ball, but we can use that round ball that really help kids further themselves. So thanks no about that. No, I appreciate it. To our listeners, thank you guys for listening. Get after today.